Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, joined again by my favorite coworker, Robert Kowalski. Robert, how are you doing today? Excellent. Thanks so much for having me on once again, Ali. Absolutely. And I don't I want to cut right to the chase this morning because we have a lot to cover. Um, it's my favorite time of the year, March Madness. Um, today I'm all giddy knowing that tomorrow I get to wake up at 9 a.m. I get to watch, you know, 16 straight games, uh, full hopefully of upsets, which are also my favorite. Um, so this is really my favorite time of year. It's a little different not being in Vegas. Um I was I had a string of like five ish, six years being in Vegas for the first weekend. Obviously, that ended in 2020 when COVID hit Uh, last year. I just didn't go because we still had COVID going around and it just didn't seem like a right time to be in Vegas. And then this year, I just gave birth to a newborn last month, so I will not be in Vegas. I will be sitting on the couch watching all the games with my daughter. Um, But yeah. Obviously, this is the best time of year for any college football fan, any college basketball fan. And I think we have a great tournament ahead. Um, right before we jump into the regions, I just want to get your quick thoughts because we touched on this last week. Um, what do you think about the selection show and the teams chosen? Obviously, Michigan got in. We both kind of expected that, even though I still don't think they deserved it. Um, but real quickly, uh, who did you think was snubbed? Who do you think got in that shouldn't have? What are your thoughts? Oh, Ali, yeah, no doubt. I mean, first off, the spreads tell the stories, not the seeds, right? So we're just looking at the opening round of games, and I've put together 11 first-round games currently with spreads under three points. Oh, it's crazy. There were 10 combined in each of the last two tournaments. Uh, And and just for the record, the most that there ever was was 13 back in 2011 and all the way back to 1991. So Mm -hmm. super parity, which is what I predicted. Strap in. (laughs) This one's going to be a really fun first round. Um, For me, I just took a look at how uh, the regions broke out. I think that the bracket breaks easiest for Kansas. Yeah. Uh, Houston as a five seed is completely ludicrous. And uh, UCLA equally as a four seed is equally a very bad beat. Yeah, I w- we'll get into this later when we uh, break down the regions. But, you know, we talked last week how I loved UCLA and Kentucky. And then when I saw they were both in the same region, I was like, oh, man. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you could nitpick. Uh, I thought maybe you, you could have seen like a Dayton or an SMU get in the final, uh, get in as one of the final four um, in instead of like an, an instead of a Michigan or if you really want to nitpick like a Creighton or, but you know, they did make, make the big East final. So I can understand that. I thought you could have made a case for Texas A&M after they got to the sec final, but we could nitpick um, overall, you know, you're always going to get, like you said, some of the teams are underseeded, some are overseeded. I don't think Providence is a four seed, but I know you and I are going to talk about that one <laughs> uh, coming up soon, but overall, I think the committee did a pretty good job. Um, and, you know, sometimes when they don't, that's what just makes it a fun tournament because you do have all these upsets and you have these teams that shouldn't win, that should win. Um, but, yeah, let's dive right into it. So let's start with the South region. And I'm one that – well, you mentioned Houston shouldn't be at five seed. Um, this is one of the regions that I looked, and I have a lot of upsets in it. I'll start with one of my favorite teams in the tournament, Loyola Chicago. 
in their first round against Ohio State. And I wrote about this in my blog. We all know the run they made in 2018, getting to the Final Four as a number 11 seed. I'm sure Sister Jean is still rooting on the sidelines. Um, But they're one of my favorite teams to make noise in this tournament. I mentioned last week Colorado State. I have Colorado State going pretty far. I have them not only beating Michigan. I have them upsetting Tennessee, setting out uh, Colorado State and Loyola Chicago Elite Eight. So those are my two big upsets. Uh, what about you, Robert? Yeah, that's 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 this is going to be pretty much the, the story of this episode is just get ready for a whole lot of upsets. Just uh-huh. finding them is the entire challenge and filling out a bracket. So in the South, I mean, look, what's the history uh, on 11 seeds being favored over sixes? Right. Yeah, and it- so it's 13 times 11s wow. won nine of them outright and against the spread. You know, interesting thing is that the last nine wins have been by an average of 16 points per game, and each have been by at least 12 points. Eh, so maybe Michigan's on a uh, on an alt line play on top of that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I, we've got Michigan as a two and a half point favorite. So is it an upset? Uh, again, as I hark into the very beginning, it's in the spreads, not in the seeds. Yeah, and one of the things you know. I feel like we do this with Syracuse every year. And now this is Michigan's year. It's always a team that you're like, they shouldn't be in there. They didn't deserve to get in there. And then they go on this run and prove everyone wrong. Um, I hope not. Cause I don't like Michigan in the first round and there really wasn't anything to, to compel me to take them. I wasn't surprised that Michigan was favored. Um, but I don't know. Who do you got? Do you have, uh, do you have Michigan or do you have Colorado state? No, in, in this one, I do have Michigan advancing. Got it. So there we go. We got one uh, one discrepancy between our picks. So I don't know. I just think the Rams are a team that no one's really watched this year. Um, I think I think a lot of this goes on name recognition, and people know Michigan. People don't know Colorado State. Just from the from what I've seen them play, they're just a very efficient team, both on offense and on defense. They have some upperclassmen, and I'm one in this tournament that I love uh, schools with experience. You know, I think you got more passion with kids that are playing their last games, and they know how to, you know, play within two minutes when it comes down to free throws and everything. Um, Michigan, I just don't like their inconsistency all year. But moving away from that, um, overall, I love Arizona to win this bracket. I mean, I looked at the re- – I looked at – the region once it was laid out and there was really no other team that I could foresee going to the final four, except Arizona. I think they have been, if not the most consistent team all year in the nation. Um, Definitely the best out here on the West coast. I guess you could throw Gonzaga in there, but um, you know, watching the PAC 12, I really have been impressed with Arizona. They can blow people out. Um, What do you think? This is great. This is already great. And we're just minutes into this episode. Yep. I've got Tennessee over Arizona. That's my final prediction. Not only are the volunteers my sleeper team to win this region, they're actually my pick to make the final four out of the South. Got I it. think the team was completely underseated. And I think that everyone is going to see that unfold on the court over the next couple of weeks. So I think the volunteers have many of the ingredients for a team to make a deep run. They got a strong backcourt strong defense, veteran coach, and 
They've lost once since February. So they got full boat of momentum. You know, everyone's going to be focusing, of course, on the East region. We'll get to that, you know, being the juggernaut. But I actually think the South region has the best chance to, to be turned completely upside down. Houston, they're no joke. And they could knock off Arizona in a Sweet 16 matchup. Yep, I have that and, matchup. See, and then many of uh, of the favorite double-digit seeds are in this bracket. I, I don't know. Just give me – I'm taking the SEC tournament champions. You know, they just happen to be playing the best basketball of the year right now, and I think that they're going to be you – know, they're going to emerge victorious in this region. You know, originally I had Tennessee and Arizona uh, in my Elite Eight, um, and then I don't know. I just – I wasn't comfortable with it. I always have that one team I put there, and I'm just not comfortable with, and that was the team. And I've been talking of Colorado State a lot. I know we disagree on the Colorado State-Michigan game. But they're just a team that, I mean, I could just see going off. And I agree with you. I think Tennessee was more deserving of a two seed, especially after winning the SEC tournament. But sometimes you see these teams that they win their tournament and then they kind of fall flat a week later. So I'm a little skeptical about that, especially if they have an easy showing against Longwood who I don't think anyone has Longwood upsetting Tennessee. And if no one has Longwood upsetting Tennessee, that means that Longwood is going to upset Tennessee <laughs> as, <laughs> as sometimes this goes. Um, no, nah, I don't see that happening. But yeah, uh, pro, I'm so sorry. Pro tip yeah. to everybody. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, unless you went to Longwood and you followed the Lancers, I mean, look, they've, they've won eight straight games, 19 of the past 20, but please body of work. Just look at what they've played. <laughs> I know, yeah. I get it. They went 15 and one in the conference. They won 26 games overall. It's a program record after never having won more than 17 games in, in a season. But please, not 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 this year. <laughs> yeah, and before we move on, what do you think of Villanova? Because I know both of you and I weren't high on the Big East uh, last week, and I just think they're going to have a tough matchup against Loyola Chicago. And I just don't, I don't see them advancing. What about you? Yeah, they you look. Know, Obviously, they can play, you know, four guards or go bigger. You know, I just think that they lack significant size up front alley. Mm -hmm. You know, what they don't lack, however, of course, is experience. Championship DNA is completely there. Uh, I think that, you know, Colin Gillespie is going to be an, an incredible sight. I actually think he's probably NBA bound. He's that good of a floor general. I just I, I don't see them advancing as far. Uh, only because there's eventually someone's going to get to them and they're going to end up having that real lack of size to stop someone far more powerful than them. Right. Yeah. No, I'm agree with you. So you have Tennessee. I have Arizona as the winner of that region. Um, you know, I think you can't go wrong with either team. Like you said, Houston, very good chance of upsetting Arizona. They, they usually get a lot of buzz. This is one year they're not getting a lot of buzz, and I could totally see them uh, making some noise. Illinois, I just really wasn't high on. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. I think Villanova falls in the second round. Um, yeah, this is going to be a fun region. That's why I wanted to start out with it. But going down, um, you mentioned let's start with let's uh, go ahead to the Midwest region. And you mentioned before that Kansas has the easiest road to the Final Four out of any number one seed. Now, even though they have the easiest uh, road, I have them losing in the Sweet 16 to Iowa. Uh, what say you? Well, look, uh, we, we already got to the point. We talked about Kansas and, uh, you know, how I feel they're going to perform this year. 
I think that if we take a look at how uh, Iowa has performed this year, boy, man, they can really score. Uh, and, and the Hawkeyes defense, you know, they've been really greatly improved over the past month. So they're, you know, shaping into really great form as evident in uh, the, the Big Ten tournament title win against Purdue. They rarely turn the ball over. Keegan Murray is just awesome. Uh, almost yeah. 24 points a game. One of the most versatile players in the nation. Uh, you know, with, with that being said, you know, look, Kansas has multiple ball handlers. Uh, Ochai uh, Agbaji, he's been a player of the year, national player of the year mm -hmm. candidate. And so I don't think that they're going to be blowing people out. Uh, but at the same time, if Kansas ends up playing Iowa, um, I, I don't think that that's going to be anything. God, I have to probably put it at like five and a half or even a six point spread in the favor of Kansas. Oh, wow. Just looking at it now. Yep. That's crazy. And you know, Iowa was a team. My dad every year has like one or two teams he's high on. And I just automatically disagree with him because he's my dad. <laughs> and he's been talking about Iowa since right before the Big Ten tournament. And I'm like, eh, I'm just not crazy about them. And then I actually watched them play in the Big Ten tournament. And you're right. They can shoot and they can score. They can. And it's their efficiency is what's really dangerous on them. So when this region got revealed and I looked, I was like, I have Iowa. Like, <laughs> I didn't tell my dad that, but he's listening now probably. So now he's going to tell me I told you so. <laughs> All the way through, Allie? I, I have them in my final four. Believe it or not, I have them playing, uh, squaring off against Auburn in the lead eight and then making the final four. I am probably crazy. Um, but this was when I first filled out my bracket, same thing. I had Auburn beating Iowa and then I looked at it and I was just like, you know what? I just, I'm, I don't like, I don't like Auburn in there. So I put Iowa there and it seemed comfortable and I stuck with it. So yeah, I have Iowa winning that region. How about you? It's, uh, it, it's clear for me, it, it's going to be Kansas. Um, you know, like I said, I, I think that with, the, the amount of talent that the team has, I actually think that the Midwest is probably the, the weakest of all of the regions. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, I mean, we take a look at some of, some of the things that are, that are playing themselves out. We got Auburn as a number two. I think they're a paper tiger. Ha, uh, play on words there. <laughs> uh, number three, Wisconsin. Again, all, all these big 10 schools just, I, uh, I was never really high on. We talked about that over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. As to, and we were talking about, wow, how many can actually get in from each conference? And right. man, nine, nine schools really make it in from the Big Ten. But in any case, uh, you know, here we're looking at the, the rest of the bracket. Uh, number four, Providence. Just, I'm, look, I'm not really high on any of these schools. And that's why I think right. we're... You have Kansas, you've got, you know, I, I mentioned Agbaji, you've got Braun and Wilson. They just have so much talent and they've got, it's going to be more than a handful for any school that's going to play them. It's just too much to handle download as well. Uh, with multiple ball handlers, I, I don't think that there's going to be any resistance at all making themselves uh, present into the final four for me. It's Kansas. Yeah. I mean, Kansas is a another team every year. I just pick them. I pick them. And then they always disappoint. 
Um, I think out of the four number one seeds, to me, they're the weakest for sure. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm, and I agree with you. They have the talent, but if you go into history and I hate using history because these teams have new rosters every year, it just, you know, they seem to just fall short of expectations. Um, but I agree with you. This is probably the region where in the first round, I really only have two upsets. I have Iowa state beating LSU and I have South Dakota state beating Providence. No. All right. Let's go right to that. No. One. Let's, let's go right to that one. You, <laughs> you convinced me why Providence is not going to be upset. Not Allie. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Providence. Okay. Look, they're currently a two point favorite over South Dakota state. That's crazy too. Two point. There's never been a four seed this short of a favorite in the round of 64. Both four seeds, which were two and a half point favorites, by the way, uh, they uh-huh. lost outright. Vandy and to Murray State like 10 years ago. And then Dayton to Tulsa, like way back in the Stone Ages. Look, all right, hear me out. Was everyone just so down on Providence that they decided to just auto fade them regardless of who the opponent ended up being? I will. Uh, so I'll give you this. In my defense, I was high on South Dakota State and I thought they would upset whoever they would face. So I think you could go both ways in this one because that was the Jackrabbits were a team where I was like, okay, if they're a 12 seed, 11 seed, or a 13 seed, I'm going to take the upset probably. And then, yes, I will agree with you. When I saw Providence, to me, that was, that was the first upset. I was like, that's an upset. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree with you. But, yeah, that, the spread is ridiculous. I think, I think it opened at minus three. And like you said, yeah, it's, it's minus two, at least – from the books I was looking at. Yeah. Um, so that does worry me that too much is coming in on South Dakota state. Uh, what are you seeing? It's just, uh, it, it, that's exactly what's happening. Look, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'm going to be on an Island. I actually think it's a really nice matchup for the Friars. I think they win by six to 10 bottom. Oh, line. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, it's either. easy to hang alley. Look, it's easy to hang 85 a night, every night in the summit when zero teams are in the top half of the defensive efficiency, right? Three of them in that conference are like numbers three, five, six, three, five, seven, and 358. That's the ranking. I just think if the Friars just gently muck it up and use their size advantage, I I think they, they come close to winning by double digits, nothing against the summit league. Right. And, And I get it. They're, they're the champs of the summit league every year. It's like the sixth time in a row. They've lost in the first round in each year in their past five tournament appearances. So, again, to me, I look at not only your body of work, but class, right? What uh, By class, I mean, I'm, I'm almost like hearkening back to horse racing. It, I just don't think that the Summit League uh, and their strength of schedule matches up anywhere close to, you know, pretty much anyone else that's in the field right now. So, um, I'm, I get it. Everyone's looking for like big swings. This is not the one, Allie. <laughs> I can't. We'll I can't. see. We'll agree to disagree. I'm. I mean, I know I hate <laughs> going with the public, but this is this is one that my gut says to go with the Jackrabbits. Uh, maybe I like their name too. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Too, I think I think Providence and how they lost too in the Big East Big East tournament to Creighton that just didn't do them any favors in my book. Um, but hey. 
You know, that's the beauty of March Madness. No one's wrong until the game's final. That's it. Well, look, so, I mean, South, South Dakota State's, you, you're you going to watch the game. You're just going to see them bomb away from three nonstop. They're going to hit a ton. I just, I, I think once they start to get themselves into foul trouble, you know, they get down low, uh, it, it's it's going to end up, you know, falling to pieces. I mean, look, let's take, all right, they beat Nevada, mm-hmm. beat Washington State, George Mason, and Bradley. So they can play. Right. I just don't know if they're going to be able to get the stops. That's all. Yeah, I will say I will agree with you there. They are going to throw up a lot of threes. They are going to throw up a lot of shots in general. And if they're not hitting them, like you said, Providence defense is above average. And they will if if they shut them down early, that's it. South Dakota State won't come back. Um, But if South Dakota State can come out and if they can play their usual fast tempo, if they can hit their shots. Providence, I just don't think can keep up with them. Um, so, you know, again, it depends just how they come out. But I think that that's probably the one game, the Providence South Dakota State game that I'm most excited to see all weekend. Um, so I'll be front and center for that one. <laughs> all right. Main but, screen Providence and South Dakota State here at the Sportsbook. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. But before we do move on to the next region, um, I'll just I want to touch on the other upset I have in the first round, and that's Iowa State over LSU. Uh, what do you say about that? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the the matchup, and I I think honestly, yeah, I'd, I'd like to pick Iowa State here, um, but at the very least, if we look at how the game is going to be played out, I think. Uh, just the point spreads alone. If I see currently, we've got more money now on Iowa State and LSU opened as a, a six point favorite. Uh, then it went to five, now it's four. But the thing that I saw that was uh, really unusual was the total. The total was blasting to the moon, it opened 123. Now it's 127. There's 129. So I, I think wow. that, yeah, they're, they're really, really looking at, at points being scored here. I mean, look, they just lost. They, LSU lost Will Wade forever when he was fired. I mean, yeah, we, we don't go into that today. I just think that LSU is a really great defensive team. They've got plenty of length and athleticism. Um. Iowa State doesn't really score easily. They don't make their free throws consistently, but they sure do guard people, don't they? Yeah. Which is yeah. odd because again, here's that total flying. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little torn here. I I think Iowa State covers. Man, do they win? I, I'm gonna say no. I think they I definitely think they cover, though. I'll give you that, Alan. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, you know, that's one of the games I was looking at, you know, betting in our friendly office pool this week as well. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely take those four points. I think if you jumped on them early and got them at six, you're in luck. Yes. Um, this is definitely a game I think is going to come down to free throws at the end. Uh, but whoever wins that game, Iowa state and LSU, I think they beat Wisconsin anyway in the next round. Uh, like you said, I'm not high in Wisconsin. They didn't really do themselves any favors with their Big Ten tournament performance. No. Um, 
So I have Iowa winning that region. You have Kansas. So we'll see. Let's let's see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> we'll be talking next week if uh, either one of our teams are knocked out yet. Yes. That's that's the beauty of it. You never know, never know. So let's go on to the West region, and we'll start with our overall number one seed, Gonzaga. I know that they were your favorite team um, entering the tournament. Are, do you have them winning this region? Yeah, I, I do. I'm, I'm, I I'm not going to spend too. a lot of time here because that one's going to be my 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 rocket ship right to the right to the final four. You know, there there are some intriguing matchups in the first round that we could look at. You know, yeah. in terms of some first round upsets. Uh, any? How about Ali? Anything jump out right off the bat from the first round matchups outside oh. of Gonzaga? Oh, I said as, when I was watching the selection show, as soon as they announced Vermont was taking on Arkansas, I was like, "That's my upset right there." That's incredible. I mean, is Arkansas at minus five, just the absolute straw man favorite? I mean, Vermont, they dominated the America East going 17 and one in league play. They could ball out. Mm -hmm. They're a very impressive team and they, they're just good defensively and offensively that it's really hard to, it's just, I was impressed by their line of work. You know, I know they lost by double digits to Providence and by Maryland, and they don't really have that win that that sticks out, but they just rolled through their conference tournament um, and they haven't lost. I think there's something like I read they won like 22 or their last 23. Yep. And they're full of senior guys. Um, Ryan Davis, Ben Shingu. Uh, they, they're just an above average team. And Arkansas to me, it's just they're they're an average team. They're an average team that pretty much overperformed this year, in my opinion. Even though I like them in the SEC, and I just I, I don't think they I think they fall short against Vermont. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna say that for sure. I mean, look, Arkansas opened six, uh, cut down to five. I just saw four and a half pop up. So more Vermont money coming. Uh, you know, literally like in the last hour, like you mentioned Ben Shingo, he's a former walk-on. He's averaging 16 points a game. He's their best three-point shooter. He hit 64 threes and shooting over 42% from deep. Uh, I think he's their best defender, uh, being that he's an, an America East all-defensive selection. Ryan Davis, two-time America East player of the year, over 17 a game. I mean, look, for Vermont to win, I think both Shingo and Davis need to play very, very well. Mm. Uh, I mean, heck, Vermont's also like, I think, top three nationally in two-point field goal percentage. Uh, you know, so they're an elite passing and cutting team. They make really smart use of those jump stops, shot fakes. I just think they could hurt you in a variety of ways. If they come just all guns akimbo, they're definitely covering. And I, I definitely could see them, you know, definitely in the hunt for a win here in the first round. Yeah, and not only do I have them beating Arkansas, I have them beating UConn in the next round. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm an upset person. I, I take more upsets than I take favorites to win. You know me with that. Um, but this Vermont team, you know, I just, I spent all last week really watching the tournament games, really studying the teams. And they're just a team, like you said, that it just, how they play is just impressive. So that's my big upset um, for the first round in this region. I'm going back and forth if I want to take Alabama or um, the winner of Rutgers Notre Dame tonight. That will probably 
I'll watch that game and that'll influence my decision on that one. Um, and then just the other uh, upset I have in the, uh, in the first round is I have Davidson over Michigan state, but otherwise this was my region that I had the least amount of upsets. Um, I have Gonzaga winning it all. I have them going against Texas tech in the elite eight. I'm not high on Duke. I think Duke loses to Texas tech. Um, so that's how my, uh, region breaks out. How about you? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm actually, we're, we're right in stride. Um, I think that Gonzaga is going to probably have their, their toughest game, uh, against Texas tech, <laughs> uh, but they, they will advance, uh, I think that uh, obviously, so if I like Texas Tech, I've got them beating Alabama. I've got them beating Duke. Um, Michigan, you mentioned in the first round, Michigan State and Davidson, that's a coin flip game. Yep. Um, but either in any case, I don't see them advancing past Duke. So, yeah, really kind of a straightforward bracket here on the west side for me. Uh, I got Gonzaga and Texas Tech in, uh, in, in that last matchup of out west. And obviously, uh, you know, Gonzaga, I've got them advancing. One thing I will point out, one spread I did like, I don't necessarily like the upset, but I like the cover, is New Mexico State over UConn. This was, uh, I think I think the spread's down to, I want to say, is it six or seven? But that that's a, that's one of my upsets, uh, not upsets, that's one of my covers against the spread. Um, I don't know much about Michigan, I mean, uh, New Mexico State, other than what I've just been reading the past few weeks. But from what I, but I can say I like them. Um, do you know anything about them much? Yeah. So the game, as we're looking at, I think we're, you're exactly right. We've got the spread. See, it's, yeah, sixes. There are some six and a halves. So I, I have feeling that it, it's probably going to lock in at that number at six and mm-hmm. a half right now. I mean, look, New Mexico State, uh, they can definitely, you know, defend, rebound, block shots. I think they can shut you down uh, and then basically keep you out of the paint. So the only issue for New Mexico State, I think, is just ball security. They just, you know, ever, like once out of every five, they just kind of turn the ball over. Uh, you know, Teddy Allen uh, and Rice, I think they're going to fill up the stat sheet in that game against UConn. Uh, and I honestly, you know, if we just look at there from, from a statistical standpoint, uh, heck, they're top 10 in the nation in block shots. They defend the three-point line really well. So that's a pretty good combination. Um, I, I just still think I'm taking UConn in this one. Uh, I just think the matchup problems, that, you know, that the Huskies pose are going to be, you know, a little bit too much for the Aggies. So they will advance a cover. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you on that, Allie. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just looking at my notes and they're one of the – the, the uh, spreads that I included in my picks uh, in my blog post, but the Aggies haven't lost by more than four points since mid-January. They play, you know, a, a slow paced game. They like to defend. They like to slow the game down. Um, so I think they'll keep it close. Uh, do I think they pull out the outset? No, it wasn't enough for me to pull the trigger on that one. Um, I think UConn does advance, but I think they advance narrowly. So let's move to the next region because as we both agree on Gonzaga and we were just talking about New Mexico State and UConn, I still haven't found my 12 over my five upset. <laughs> and, that's, and that is my favorite upset I always take. 
Um, but I think I found it and we saw it last night when Indiana beat Wyoming and that's my 12 over my five. Um, I like Indiana over St. Mary's. How about you? Yeah. I, I, we, we talked last week about Indiana and I originally thought that they were going to be a cinch into the bracket, uh, just, you know, by their basically like the last month, they've just been completely on fire and man, what a, just again, a, a tough, tough beat. I, I didn't expect them to have to play in the first four, uh, you know, and, and especially against St. Mary's. I mean, I, I guess you could look at it both ways. St. Mary's is probably, uh, you know, they're not too happy either having to play an absolute, uh, you know, just a, a boatload of steam coming out of Indiana. And, and St. Mary's had themselves an incredible season as well. So I'm not even going to defend it. I, I, I think that it's just a really unfortunate matchup. It's unlucky for St. Mary's. I do think that Indiana does pull off the upset here. Yeah. And this was the toughest uh, region for me because, you know, we talked last week too. There's always one of the first four teams that end up making the sweet 16. And I would have loved to put Indiana there. But then when I saw their second round matchup would be probably against UCLA, I was like, ah, eh. <laughs> I can't have them beat UCLA. It just, I think UCLA is that good. Um, this is a tough, this was a really tough region. UCLA, Kentucky. I was even big on Virginia tech coming in. I mean, we saw what they did in the ACC tournament. Um, this was by far the toughest region for me. Cause it was full of like, I feel like all the teams I wanted to make deep runs and I really can only pick uh, one of them to go all the way. And, you know, I'll jump straight to it. I have Kentucky going all the way in this region. Um, I said it before that they were my favorite team entering this tournament, and I'm sticking with it. Um, but what were some of your other thoughts about this region? Yeah, the, my, I, I do have another first-round upset, actually. You mentioned Virginia Tech. Again, uh, you know, seeding, I, I look more towards the point spread. So yep. I got Virginia Tech as an upset here you know it's just a great great story you, you see exactly the host you know, i think the way they played out the Hokies wrote the story nobody outside of their locker room would ever believe you know they were highly regarded but then they go 10 and 10 after 20 games you know starting out 0 and 4 in the acc i think when we looked at <laughs> i think miami's charlie moore hit like a, a running bomb at the buzzer uh, to beat Virginia Tech, and and that I thought was the end of it. I was never going to hear Virginia Tech ever again. But they come back, they win the ACC tournament over to, I mean, Texas. They are formidable on the defensive end. They force a lot of turnovers. Uh, I just think that with the way Texas has dropped three straight games without scoring over sixty three, and Virginia Tech on a roll and confident. Too many matchup issues for Texas to stop. So I've got the 11 over the six Virginia Tech uh, as a first round upset on top of the uh, the Indiana St. Mary's matchup. Yeah, and I'll even go a step further. I have Virginia Tech upsetting Purdue in the second round as well. No, um, yeah, I, I really like this Virginia Tech team, and I think they peaked at just the right time. Purdue didn't impress me at all uh, in their loss to Iowa in the Big Ten tournament uh, championship round. And they're another team I just feel falls short every year. And they're a Big Ten team. You know, I'm just not high on the Big Ten teams this year. Um, minus, you know, Indiana, which I think really just came on late. And they could have really made some noise in that conference uh, had they started out better. But um, 
Yeah. So my my elite eight shakes out. I end up having UCLA beating Baylor in the Sweet 16. Um, I just think Baylor is not the team that they were in the regular season when it comes to tournament time. Uh, so I, I really like this UCLA squad. They gave Arizona a run for their money in the big, I mean, in the Pac-12 championship. Um, and then I have them going up against Kentucky and then ultimately losing to Kentucky. But that's going to be a fun matchup if we get to see UCLA and Kentucky. They've played against each other many times in the past few years, and it's always a good matchup to see uh, what's your elite eight and then um, final four look like. Oof. All right, this one's going to be boring. Um, I'm just going to repeat, copy, paste here. Uh, Baylor and UCLA, I mean, look, I think Baylor's a, a Final Four team, if not for the season-ending injury to everyday Johnny Chamber. Right, right. He's just their best defender. His offensive rebounding is just insane. And it's just a completely different team right now. Yeah, they're, they're a winning program, but without him, they're, they're, just, they're just not going to they're not gonna win this thing. Um, no. Uh, Purdue and Kentucky. So I also have UCLA facing Kentucky and boy, you know, actually I'd be pretty happy if that was a tournament final. Well, I agree. That <laughs> should be the tournament. <laughs> it should be. You're right. So, I mean, look, UCLA, they've got, you know, Juzang's just great. Um, uh, Jaime Hagez, he's, he's just, just a really great. So UCLA is loaded with talent. I think that they're going to be, uh, making a lot of people open their eyes. And we kind of talked about how, you know, the West coast, you know, if you're out in the East, you're not going to be following these teams yeah. because you're just not up to see them, but they're incredible. Um, but I, I think that with, you know, Kentucky having uh, Oscar Shibuwe, it's just, we're, we're talking about some of the best players in the country and that's him. And, yeah. and that's basically what it is. You know, Kentucky has Shibuwe and, UCLA doesn't. And so that's why I selected Kentucky here. Oh, good. We, we agree on a final four team. <laughs> yes, we do. Two in a row. We got Gonzaga and Kentucky. <laughs> so, so we're, we're getting there. Yeah. I, I really like Kentucky a lot. Um, you know, unlike past Kentucky teams, this squad isn't full of one and dones, you know, that they, they do have a lot of experience, uh, which is very uncalipari like, but I, I think, Calipari knows how to coach this team and get them to the finals. It's really, it's just a shame because I feel like your best teams are in the, are the under seeds in this region. And, you know, it's like we were talking before you compare like a UCLA as a fourth seed compared to a Providence as a fourth seed. And Brutal. I just think Brutal. that's a comparison that, 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 that's, that's not good seeding. And then they have to face a Kentucky and, you know, Providence, if they beat South Dakota State, would have to, you know, face like an Iowa. It's just, I don't think the committee did UCLA any favors. I think UCLA could have definitely been a three seed, potentially a two seed. Because um, even in my, in my power rankings, personally, I have UCLA over Duke uh, talent-wise. No, no doubt. I've, yeah, absolutely. I have UCLA is a top 10 program in the country, without a doubt. They should have been a two seed. Yeah, let's quickly go back i know we're, we're switching regions but is anyone giving duke any credence this year i mean we know it's coach k's last year but i, I feel like no one's talking about them and that's kind of what scares me because my dad's a big duke fan too and he has them actually going all the way to the finals he has a duke versus iowa final um 
but I'm like, is this the year that no one's really talking about it and Duke's going to find a way to get to the finals? What do you think? No, 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 that won't happen. Okay. I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Duke can't uh, because they just straight up stopped playing defense. Uh, Like the last month, they just, it's completely optional every single game. And you saw that very clearly in the final of the ACC. They just stopped. They just completely stopped. I mean, I, sure, you'll go ahead and, and find yourselves, you know, performing well against, you know, Michigan State because, well, I mean, Michigan State, they just, you know, they can't, I mean, they'll have a puncher's chance. Uh, but Duke's just far more talented. You know, it's just going to be closer than you think. But then eventually, like if they end up playing Texas Tech, forget it. It's it's going to end right there. Uh, I, I just think that, and by the way, also, Duke has very little NCAA tournament experience in this yeah. particular iteration. So I, I don't know what it was. Maybe they're just gassed. Maybe yeah. they're just gassed. But I just don't see the defense there at all like I did back in November, December. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, you know, being a UNC fan, I still respect Duke a ton. I still love watching Duke play. Uh, but, you know, I, I think this is Coach K's farewell and it's going to end early in the tournament, um, which is a shame because, you know, you, you want to see such a legendary coach like Coach K, you know, really go far, go all the way. Who knows? Maybe he'll pull a Tom Brady and unretire. <laughs> After saying he will retire, we don't have to talk about that. Like I, I feel like I could talk. I've, I've talked about Tom Brady enough in my life, <laughs> and it's March Madness. I don't need to talk about Tom Brady. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's I would it, that would be a great final if you had or a great final four if you had a Duke versus a Kentucky and Calipari versus Coach K. But you're right. I, I just don't see Duke, you know, really getting far, and they definitely won't be Texas Tech. That that that's something that. I'm more than confident about. Um, but let's go now that we covered every region um, and we touched on our final fours. Uh, who's your final matchup and your winner of the tournament? Okay, well, I, I, I definitely talked about it last week. Uh, I, heck, I even put up a proposition here at the Sportsbook, a yes, no on them. Uh, for me, uh, my program is Gonzaga. Uh, they are going to be playing Kansas in the national final. Uh, and I've got, uh, I've got the Bulldogs winning the championship this year. Uh, this is the one that they put it all together. And I am just really as impressed by them as I have been from like almost any program in a decade. Uh, Shiba is going to be presenting, you know, major problems, you know, for anybody. I, there's just, so many other talented players that we could talk about. You know, I, I really fought long and hard to have Kentucky in this, uh, but it's it's going to be Kansas. And that I think that with the way Gonzaga can get out and transition, they've got far more NCAA experience and they are going to win this game. I just think that the, the, this is the one. This is the one that it's, it's all going to come together. Timmy Holmgren. I think they're going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, Mark Few gets his first title. Hey, you know what? I, I like Mark Few, and I always like Gonzaga. So if if that happens, you know, I won't be upset. I'll be upset I lost my bracket. But, <laughs> you know, I could still wager on the game. So I just, you know what, for me, it's just I've trusted Gonzaga so many years. And like I said, I get burnt by them every year. 
that this year I just couldn't pull the trigger. Um, I have them in the final four. I do, but I'm going to give Kentucky the edge. And I've said coming in, Kentucky was my favorite team. So I have Kentucky facing off against Arizona in the title game. Arizona to me has just been the most consistent team all year. They're efficient both on offense and defense. Um, I think the West Coast is going to step up and represent again uh, in the finals. And I like Arizona and I like Kentucky. And then I'm going to go a close game, 78-73. The Wildcats from Kentucky win it all. So that's my pick. Um, Am I right or am I wrong? Probably wrong. (laughs) But we'll see. We'll see. I'm really excited for this tournament. Um, You know, we could talk all day about it. I've talked all week about it nonstop with people that people have stopped returning my text messages because they get it. They know I like Vermont. They know I like Loyola. It's like they don't want to hear it anymore. Um, But we have less than 24 hours till the first game tips off. Uh, It's going to be different uh, not being in Vegas um, again because I feel like this is the first post-COVID that everything feels back to normal. Um, But I will say, you know, Vegas – Vegas is quite the experience there that opening weekend, as you know, being in Nevada right now. Um, I remember, you know, now there's a lot of uh, mobile betting, but I remember one. I think my first March Madness tournament had to be like six years ago. And there were people up at, I want to say four in the morning online, like just waiting for the sports book to open. And luckily I had made all my bets the night before, but I never seen a line so deep just then just waiting for the sports book to open at 6am. So everyone can make their bets. Um, real quick. Do you have any good Vegas stories about uh, March madness? It's, it's always the greatest time of yep. year. It's always, always the greatest time. If you haven't come out and experienced it, do so. So uh, pro tip for, from, from me, who's, who's kind of done this rodeo a few times, Ali, you, you, yourself as well, you know, the, you know the drill already. At this point, with with the era that we're in, download the mobile app. Get yep. the mobile app and, and bet from your phone. I know everyone wants to have a ticket in their hand, but honestly, you won't regret it. This way, you have everything right at the palm of your hand, uh, much like the mobile app Present Sports can do. There you go. Uh, with, with the mobile app, you're able to get any kind of ticket that you want, whether you're looking to do just straight bets, you want to bet into a future pool, You could do it right there without having to wait in line. So you pony on in, you open up your account, fund it, and you can make your bets right from your pajamas in your hotel room if you want. But sure do make a chance to get on down because there's nothing like watching all of these games happening at the same time, ending close to the same time. Mm -hmm. And then finally, you know, seeing all of your tickets roll into the next round. uh, And it's just, it's really excellent. I think that to see what that looks like in a, in a basically in a bowl in a, an arena of fans, you know, cheering one way or another, and it, and it's the greatest thing because even though there's a game that let's just say ends up being you know a twenty point blowout, that means nothing. Again, it's it spreads, not seeds, right? So you could have a game that's already long, long decided. But are you covering the spread? And that's what's so fun to watch inside any sports book during March Madness. Oh, yeah. I remember a few years ago, maybe it was four years ago, 
And I was about to hit a three-team parlay. The first two hit, which, you know, you breathe side a relief. And I remember I just needed the under in the Houston game. And I think that I forget if they were playing like a team like St. Louis or something. And the over-under, I'll never forget, it was 133. And there's about 10 seconds left to go. And the, the total right there is hanging out 132. Now, Houston was winning by double digits. There's about less than 10 seconds ago. There's no conceivable way their opponent could come back. But they decided to foul Houston with three seconds left. Of course, Houston makes both free throws to go from 132, the total, to 134. And there goes my three-team parlay. (laughs) I, I just remember sitting there and ripping the ticket up and, and getting another drink and just in frustration, like, you know, you always get those, those, uh, I feel like it always happens when you hit a parlay, that last one you need to hit just has, you know, a bad beat that way. And it's just like, Oh my God, I just missed it. And it was a stupid reason why I missed it. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, I always, um, my spot was always going into, I would stay, uh, I'm a C I like the Caesars properties. So I would always stay at like a Harrah's or the link, um, or planet Hollywood or something, but I would always watch, um, the games at Toby Keith's bar at Harrah's. That was always my spot. Um, shout out to James, who was the bartender there, uh, knows me for years, but you know, that was my spot to watch all the games and you're right. And it seems like always the 9am Pacific time game, the first game, the tip off, I feel like it always comes down to the final second and, and it just, everyone gets excited. It starts the excitement. And I'm like you, I encourage everyone and anyone who hasn't been to Vegas for March Madness, just do it, book it early. Cause it books up fast. Um, and like Robert said, get the mobile app, app, save your time, um, you know, waiting in line and, you know, it's great for live betting too. halftime betting. You know, you want to take that halftime uh, spread or the over under. I agree. I'm totally with you, Robert. So before we wrap up, cause we got a few more minutes left. Um, let's talk futures and we pressed on it a little bit last week, but what are you seeing right now? What teams are getting the most action um, to win the tournament right now? Uh, Allie, it's just, really lopsided and heavy on Purdue. Really? Houston and Illinois. This is just, wow. you know, a lot, a lot of early wagering that goes back to, you know, December and January. So I'm, I'm still really upside down on, on those schools. Should they win the title? Uh, I think right now, if you're still looking at best value, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I mentioned a, a couple, you mentioned Iowa, of course, Iowa, they're 22 to one right now. That's, that's some really great value there. Tennessee is 16 to one. Um, and then obviously there's going to be some, some teams that I'm looking at. You just want to stay away from regardless of the price. Uh, I got Duke moved all the way up to 20 to one, just stay away. It's, it's not worth the price in my opinion. Uh, Baylor, we talked about, and we talked about where their road's going to end. Uh, 16 to one might look appealing. I'd probably, uh, pass on that as well. Uh, I mean, well, look, Kentucky, that kind of depends on how you look at it. You've got Kentucky pretty far, as a matter of fact. Kentucky's yeah. eight, eight, they're eight to one right now. It's not the best value, but I, you know, I would take it. Yeah, it's exactly right. You almost wonder if you just bet them, you know, game to game and just keep rolling it over, you'll probably beat that number. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, the eight to one is like, you know, it's like, yeah, I could, but like, <laughs> you know, I could make, I could also just make as just, you know, money, just betting game to game. Um, yeah, that's not the greatest value. Um, but futures are, are in this tournament, it's kind of like, eh, I like to just wait round by round. Because the beauty of this too is, you know, you could see a team that plays in the first round and then they're totally different and fall apart in the Sweet 16. So I'm one that I like seeing the spreads based on the round and not necessarily the future. But I know a lot of people do like the future betting. If I do place a bet in the future, it's usually I'll wait till about the lead eight and see what value I can get with any teams there. Um, but this is just such a fun time of year. And I pressed on it last week and I'll just reiterate it this week. You know, don't get overwhelmed with the amount you can bet. You know, there's 16 games tomorrow. There's 16 games on Friday. Don't get overwhelmed. You really take, you know, that one or two, te- that w- those one or two games that you really like and focus on that. For me, unlike Robert, it's South Dakota State <laughs> and Vermont. But, um, you know, really focus on the two, three, you know, even if you want to go to four, just make sure you do your homework and research and just don't make a bet on a game. Don't chase your bets. Um, that was my mistake. My first time out in Vegas, you just get overwhelmed with everything that you can bet. And then, you know, you lose your first bet of the day and then you go against all your, your values and make a bet you don't want and just dig yourself deeper in the hole. So take your time. You still have 24 hours to do it and just really do your research. Um, and I wish everyone luck. This is the best time of year for me. I can't wait for this weekend. So any last thoughts, Robert? Uh, uh, start. Uh, I'll end it the way I started it. Everyone spreads, tell the story, not the seeds. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, we will be back next week, probably same time. Um, cause we want to get you a preview of the sweet 16 and elite eight. Um, and then we will also discuss where we went wrong this week and where we were right. Hopefully I'm more right than wrong. <laughs> and Robert is too. Of course you will. Um, I hope <laughs> that's the thing. It's like every year you just, you know, I can't tell you how many brackets it's like, they, it's, it's one of two things. Either I feel like my brackets busted the first weekend and then some suddenly like it, it takes a turn and it survives. Or I feel like I hit every game the first weekend and then the next weekend my bracket just gets busted. So um, if you could survive, the if your bracket survives the, the first weekend, good for you. Um, and you could always still bet. So keep up uh, the optimism and just have fun with it. You know, you don't have to make all these extensive bets. Um, just have fun. That, that That's what this tournament's about. So I want to thank Robert again for joining me. And uh, Robert, I will see you next week. See you next week, Allie. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a good one. Bye-bye.